1: Let's grow big together. And all the other podcasts created by Feast of Fun are made possible because of fabulous people just like you. Thanks. We really appreciate it.
2: To form those legendary bodybuilder physiques, athletes have long relied on hard work, good food, and lots of drugs.
1: But not everyone takes this path. Created as a counter-movement to conventional bodybuilding, natural bodybuilding places the focus on building muscle without performing enhancing substances like anabolic steroids, growth hormones, insulin, and SARMs.
2: But in their quest to celebrate muscle without chemistry, some contests ban anyone who's had too many frappuccinos.
1: Let's grow big together. The podcast that tests positive for G-A-M-E. I'm Fausto Fernos.
2: And I'm Mark Fillion. And this series, we're taking a look at the passion for muscle, the incredible journey of bodybuilding, muscle gods, and muscle
1: worship. Today, Australian natural bodybuilder, father and coach, Aaron Iron Curtis, joins us to talk about getting banned from natural bodybuilding contests after testing positive for Jacked a popular caffeinated pre workout drink.
2: At the time of his ban, Aaron was one of the front runners in natural bodybuilding, and to this day, he remains performance enhancing, drug free.
1: Plus, why do some pro bodybuilders dress up in drag for fun? And what is Iron Curtis's drag name? Hello. Hi, is this Aaron Curtis? It is. Hi Aaron, this is
2: Fausto. And Mark from Let's Grow Big Together.
1: Yeah, woohoo! Let's Grow Big Together, Aaron, but you're already there. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm somewhat way there. You're a skinny legend. <laughs> Thank you. Like Lady Gaga. You're the Lady Gaga of Australia mm-hmm. of bodybuilding.
3: Oh, wow. Um I'm not sure whether that's a compliment or not.
2: Well, she's a skinny legend.
1: That's what,
3: that's okay. the only thing. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I mean, you know, in some ways I really love your Instagram where you're sort of doing your uh, bodybuilding journal, only you throw these very eccentric filters on your face as avatar, as a lemon,
3: <laughs> as a fetus. Yep. Yep. It's, um, yeah, I find it somewhat entertaining, so I thought I'd run with it for a while.
1: How you doing? How's your family?
3: Yeah, everyone's, everyone's fine. <laughs> It's win it's winter at the moment in Melbourne so it's a bit cold and miserable but uh, what is cold in Melbourne like 60 degrees uh, fahrenheit I don't work well with fahrenheit um,
1: <laughs> we could translate it really well, fast yes. here so like, it's in centigrade
3: like 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 10 degrees celsius celsius okay yeah
1: to in fahrenheit for Americans that's uh, 50 50 degrees. 50 degrees. Okay. That's a summer
3: day okay. here
2: in Chicago. <laughs> oh,
3: wow. Okay. It can
2: be. But I'm uh, just <laughs> yeah, kidding. Yeah. No, actually, it's like um, 100 degrees or 90 or 80 or okay.
1: something. So, uh, you evil. know, your claim to fame, you are a lifetime natural bodybuilder, meaning you haven't used any anabolic steroids or performance-enhancing drugs as hard as it is to believe from looking at you, Yep, you know? And everybody who's listening to this is like, liar, lies, why do you lie so
3: much? (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, I guess I I have taken one performance-enhancing drug, which I got in trouble for, and that was a a stimulant in a pre-workout that I tested positive for in a competition a few years ago. So I am natural in the sense that I've never used any anabolic steroids or SARMs or peptides or anything like that. I did get disqualified for having a banned stimulant in my system a while ago.
2: Yeah. It's like methamphetamine or what?
1: what methamphetamine?
2: No, <laughs> I wrote
1: it down. Yeah. And we yeah. can, it's hard to pronounce. So it's jacked with a three instead of an E.
3: Yeah. So it was called jacked. Yeah. The substance, the, the pre-workout was called jacked. We used to take And that. the, the, The actual substance in it was 1,3-dimethylamylamine.
2: And I think, is that the thing that they actually took out of Jacked eventually? I know, and
1: now you take it
2: and you're like, what's
3: the
1: point in living?
2: Yeah, because yeah. I yeah. used to tell my friend, so, yeah. we should like we should cook this into a rock and smoke it because that stuff <laughs> it got you going. Oh yeah.
3: Well, yeah. After I tested positive, a few friends are like, "Oh, we've been ordering like the raw ingredients, and we take it before we go out and stuff like that." <laughs> I was like, "Well, <clears throat> I knew it." I was like, oh, "I was like, I wish, I wish I actually knew what the substance was prior because I would have stopped taking it." Mm-hmm.
1: So let let me get this clear. So you were in a bodybuilding competition. They were testing yeah. for.
3: Anabolic steroids. Testing for every banned substance. Everything. So
1: so even like heroin, marijuana, yeah. cocaine. Yeah. Yeah. Well shit, everything I might as well went. give up. <laughs> There's no yeah. way so were- I would win. I'd be fucked.
3: When it's a yeah. when it's a water sanctioned sport, they um they test for all prohibited substances, whether they're performance enhancing or not.
1: So you, oh. so you have to be kind of like a Mormon missionary: no caffeine, <laughs> no
3: cigarettes. Ca- caffeine's okay now. Yeah, caffeine oh, okay. used to be caffeine used to be banned over a certain amount within your system, mm. but now it's it's not it's not regulated at all. You can have as much caffeine as you want, um, oh. but there's there's a million other things that you're, you're not allowed to have. Obviously. I mean,
1: Arnold Schwarzenegger, the greatest of all time, the goat in the film pumping iron is like, you know, tearing apart a doobie <laughs> and they're banning yeah. marijuana for these natural bodybuilding contests.
3: Correct. This is, yeah. uh, th-
1: this is an outrage.
3: <laughs> so, so with WADA, yeah. they, there's yeah. a big list of prohibited substances and there's certain substances that might be performance enhancing for one sport but even detrimental for yeah. another. Yeah. So things like, things like beta blockers, which will decrease your heart rate and I guess put you in a more calm state. Mm-hmm. So those things are banned for things like um, shooting and stuff like that, like at the Olympics mm. uh, because it will – Aid your performance, um, but if you're a, if you're a 100 meter sprinter and you test positive for a beta blocker, um, it's obviously going to be detrimental to your performance. But because it's on the list, you you'll be banned. So it's it's just a blanket ban for everyone on everything.
2: And a beta blocker is usually for people with high cholesterol or something. Is that is that right? <laughs> I, forget what
3: it's for. I, I can't even I can't even remember what it's for. But yeah, yeah so, something like that. It's people yeah. with uh, maybe cardiovascular issues or, or something like that.
1: So when you sort of had that experience, and I imagine for you, you know, you at the time were considered one of the greatest physiques in bodybuilding. Um,
3: yeah, you <laughs> By were. <who>? I mean, <laughs> By me?
1: No, I mean, I'm, I'm going around, digging around, and it's like a lot of people said, this is a rising star, you know? And yep. and people, you know, admired your ability to put on muscle because not everybody has that ability.
3: Yeah. And so... Um, yeah, um, I, I, looked, I looked good for a natural.
1: Yeah. I mean, you look enhanced, you know what I'm saying? So it's like part of that is, and that's a huge debate on the internet. And I always tell people like, well, yeah, steroids will uh, go to the grocery store for you, (laughs) buy the food, drive it home, cook it, prepare it, eat it for you. Go to the gym, wake you up on time. (laughs) And also, you know, tell your wife or husband that it's all going to be okay. (laughs) You know, And part of it is like, it's, it's just one element in this, but you know, correct. I imagine it was really frustrating at the time. And I'm sure you were like, well, shoot, I'm just going to start juicing if they believe that I'm juicing.
3: I, uh, yeah. So when I realized I actually hadn't tested positive yeah. before I I realized I was going to test positive Yeah, because there, there was a lot of media articles around people in the Commonwealth games and in a football league in Australia that were testing positive. <clears throat> Excuse me mm-hmm. to um to this banned stimulant that was in an over the counter supplement. Yeah. Uh, so when I read when I read into that and realized that I was taking one of these supplements, I realized I was going to test positive as well. So when I realized that, I was super angry and I was kind of just angry at the world cuz I felt, I guess, I guess I felt hard done by it. And yeah, one of the first things that crossed my mind was, you know, fuck this. I'm going to get on every drug in the world and, and just get massive. But that subsided in a day. And I realized that I was just angry and doing that was, wasn't going to serve a purpose. Like no one, no one was going to care apart from me. In the end of the day, I was going to get banned, but I was going to get banned from competing mm-hmm. and I was still going to be able to eat. I was still going to be able to sleep, still going to be able to train. So I really, I, I kind of felt like I, I wasn't going to lose much. Like the things I loved, I could still do. I just couldn't compete for a while.
1: Why is it important for you um, to stay natural or stay unenhanced? Um,
3: it's, it's not really important to me yeah. to stay natural. Uh-huh. It's just... I guess I've had some people around me from a young age who, who had substance abuse issues. Mm-hmm. And later on in life, I've had people around me with substance abuse issues. And I just don't find a lifelong drug habit overly appealing. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I mean, I have to say you have a phenomenal physique. And, you know, it, it is a testament to your ability to just stay focused besides, you know, all these other things terrible setbacks that you had, like you, you had a promising career in what Americans call rugby, but it's Australian football, right?
3: Yeah. Rugby and Aussie rules football are, li- yeah. are a bit different, but yeah, it's, it's a somewhat similar sport. Yes.
1: But the athletes are both equally attractive. <laughs> <and sexy>. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Rug- rugby players have better physiques actually. Oh,
1: then Australian football players.
3: Yeah. Australian football players are a bit skinnier. Oh, I Rugby see. players are, are a lot bigger and stronger.
1: Okay. And, you know, in terms of that, you you were climbing a tree at at the age of 19 and you (sighs) fell?
3: Yeah, I was was, after my final year of high school. Yeah. I was staying down the beach with some friends and we were uh, creating a bonfire on the beach. And I thought I'd climb up the tree and get this big dead branch down because it was huge. And I thought I'd be a hero if I got this big branch. And um, when I broke the branch off, I came down with it and just busted my knee on the way down. And ended up meeting, tore my medial ligament, tore my vastus medialis and tore a big chunk of cartilage off the bottom of my femur, which I ended up having a cartilage graft um, put back in. So, but it's been, it's held up very well so far. Uh, The doctor said that I'll end up with degenerative arthritis at an earlier age than normal, but um, so far it's been, it's been pretty good.
1: How do you train around something like that?
3: Uh, I don't. I just train normal.
1: Really, and so because you already like, healed <laughs> it, up, right? Yeah.
3: It's. I mean, the cartilage graft. Once the cartilage is hardened and set, it's as good as it's ever going to be. And they they said based off the MRI scans afterwards, it's rather than being a nice smooth surface, the sort of cartilage graft is a little bit rough and gravelly, so it will degenerate faster than normal cartilage, but for the time being, it's, it's still pretty fine.
1: And I know this is kind of a um, obvious question that a lot of bodybuilders get asked, but it's like, you know, what is it that drives you to do this? Because from an outsider's perspective, they're just like, well, you know, Aaron's gay or (laughs) they're, 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 they're wondering how is a married man with a kid, wanting to do, you know, basically, you know, build muscle through the course of a lifetime because you've been doing this since you were 18 and now you're 40, is that right?
3: Um I started lifting Uh at 14 14. years old. Yeah. Yep. And I'm now thirty eight.
1: Thirty-eight. I mean, you know, you've doing this for for a long time and it's like there's something inside you that drives you.
3: Yep. Um I I sort of only realized it recently, but I've always had a very strong I guess competitive physical outlet in my life so when I was younger I I loved competing track and field I was middle distance runner Uh, I did a bit of cross country and I played Aussie rules football so I loved the competitive aspect of those sports and just pushing myself to get better Mm -hmm. mostly mostly I focused on being a better version of myself so decreasing my times you know um playing better and um, as opposed to being better than anyone else. But as I sort of got more injured playing sports and running, I started going to the the weights room when I couldn't train. And um, as I started putting on muscle and my sort of times on the track started getting worse, and then I got more injured and I couldn't really train for Aussie Rules football anymore, I just got more and more serious about my weight training. So, my weight training then became my sort of my number one focus and my my I guess my physical outlet like I, I feel I really need to train hard at something and give myself something to focus on and, and push myself with so that's why I sort of moved towards weight training was more from injury in other sports, and then when you start I guess getting some good results, uh, you it motivates you to uh, to focus even more and. And yeah, I guess at, at the age of, I think it was twenty four. Yeah, I sort of made the decision to to stop mucking around doing sort of athletics and football and stuff like that, and just focus focus solely on um on bodybuilding and and see see, see how far I could take it.
1: And you know, uh, is there a sexual aspect to this of like you know seeing yourself sort of growing bigger and stronger? <laughs>
3: No, definitely not compared to a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah. Like I hear a lot of other people talk about how I guess they're very um, results focused, Mm -hmm. whereas I feel I'm very process focused. So when I was, I'm not as as good at, at the process now as I was, say, 15 years ago before I had sort of serious relationship and a child and everything else that comes later in life. Um, but I've always been super focused on just doing better diet wise and doing better training wise and doing better um sleep wise like all the all the major aspects of bodybuilding, I felt like I was a master of those processes and and that's sort of the reward that I got from bodybuilding was to know that I'm doing things better than you or the next guy type of thing as opposed to just looking a certain way or, or winning a trophy.
1: What's your secret to a good night's sleep?
3: <laughs> well, getting enough hours in bed is probably number one, which I, I'm not good at doing these days. I've never been a bad sleeper. When I go to sleep, I sleep. Uh, it's just I'm not getting. I'm not spending enough hours in bed these days compared to what I used to. Mm.
1: Yeah. I mean, for me, it's like if I'm drinking a lot of caffeine in the morning because I was up late the night before and having to go to work, then it just creates this like cascading effect where like,
3: you know, like
1: I haven't go to work on Friday, but I was up till two in the morning on Thursday. So on Friday morning at 8 a.m., I'm just banging down the, you know, the coffee. And then, you know, that just start ruins my Saturday, which ruins my Sunday, which, you know, and finally, like. By Monday or Tuesday, I've caught up and it becomes this kind of vicious cycle. And I imagine that's true for a lot of people. It's just like, it's one slip up and then your week is gone.
3: I think a lot of people take too many stimulants. Yeah. And ironically, I don't even drink coffee because of the caffeine content. So it was quite ironic when I tested positive to 1-3-DOMF and I wouldn't even drink a coffee because it had caffeine in it yet. I test positive to the stimulant, so that was, yeah, it was just a very annoying situation.
1: I was reading in a forum. This is about five or six years ago. That bodybuilders in Iran, where all the rules go out the window, they were like, they were uh, smoking meth, actual, (laughs) (laughs) before going to the gym, and I was just like, this seems like it's not. That probably be a
2: very long workout. (laughs)
1: Well, part of it is like, yeah. And, and so I, I, like, I tried that and, and I, I mean, I, I, I can tell you it did not work. <laughs> Cause uh, all you want to do is just like go to sleep or, you know, it, <laughs> you don't want to sleep on math, but what I'm saying, like, you, you yeah. don't, you lose interest in the task that you're doing at the time. Cause your attention is very diverted, you know? Yes. And, and, and so the idea of like that jacked is identical to meth is, is a farce because the thing about Jack's formula is that allowed you to concentrate on your workout, whereas you know yep. any kind of speed drugs, cocaine, uh, meth is going to divert your attention. I don't
2: know if that's necessarily true. A lot of the people who take you know Adderall, they do it because that's a different have, thing. But Adderall yeah. is very close to meth.
1: But those are not the same similar
2: thing. And meth, yeah. and actually, doctors say actually that for your health. Methamphetamine is actually better for you For your health than Adderall is
1: It's a, it's a vitamin <laughs>
2: They're not saying it's a vitamin It's just that you know, Adderall isn't the greatest thing out there But because somebody's making some good coin off of it It's being sold
1: Well Elvis right? Presley uh, used to do meth you know, And pe- meth pills How Did it hurt him?
2: <laughs> well I had a, fr- a woman I worked with She was <laughs> older and she's just like Oh in the 60s we all took these diet pills We were all flying All, all the housewives we were all flying all day long I was just like, wow. But I
1: think stimulants are not the same, mm. right?
3: I've got a long term client at the gym who um he trains, but he trains fairly low in at a low intensity. And um I've never been able to sort of manipulate his diet, he's not interested. And um I'd noticed over a period of about two months he'd just been slowly losing weight and getting leaner. And I kinda looked at his diary and I was like I was like, you know, you've you've lost you know, ten pounds over the last two months, which isn't crazy, but he'd never gone through an extended period of sort of changing his physique much. I said, "What are you doing different?" And he's like, "Nothing." I was like, "Well, you, you have to be doing something different. You've lost ten pounds like steadily over the last two months." <laughs> I was like, "What have you changed with your diet?" He's like, "I haven't changed anything with my diet. I've just been smoking more meth." And I <laughs> laughed. Uh, I was like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Do it. I was like. I was like, no, what are you doing different? And he's looked at me really seriously. He's like, no, I'm just smoking more meth. I was like, oh fuck. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, he was he was shocked that I was shocked. But um, yeah. Well what did anyway, you say to so, that? Uh, I just said, Okay, um, and carried on with the session. And then he proceeded to, to lecture me about how I should use it before my next comp, because it will help me lose weight. Um, oh, no. Well, well it gets out of your system in no like one.
2: 10 days, right?
3: <laughs> 10 days. <laughs> I don't, okay. I don't, well, I don't yeah. remember. Well, no.
1: that's the thing that, you know, I think a lot the people like ask, because I've observed this, that a lot of bodybuilders will never touch alcohol but they will yep. happily do meth, GHB, cocaine, <laughs> like all these other drugs, you know? And, and, and part of me is like thinking, well, what's the negative aspects of, like, how are these drugs harming us besides the super, the, the pop culture versions that we've seen, you know, and in, in movies, like yep. it makes us buy sports cars. It makes us uh, flush money into swimming pools. It makes us yell at our loved ones and our parents, <laughs> Has those bloodshot eyes, but I think the drawback of that is is that it irritates your stomach. You know, it's it's an inflammatory quality to it, and inflammation is sort of the enemy of trying to build muscle, isn't it?
3: Um, Well, no, we. I mean, we need a level of inflammation um, in regards to the muscle building process. I believe so. So, when you train and you, you know, you, I guess overload a muscle with more reps or more weight or more overall volume or whatever you're doing, um, you will get some form of muscle damage. So there'll be, there'll be a level of inflammation in that muscle after the session. Uh, so we need some level of inflammation, but obviously that's very localized. You don't want um, overall bodily inflammation all the time.
0: Every day we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in.
3: I think generally inflammation is, is a cause of ill health.
1: I've heard that actually uh, vitamin C as a supplement, especially after your workout is not, or even like Advil or, you know, any kind of anti-inflammatory vitamins or, or medicine is going to interfere with the body's ability to grow muscle.
3: Yeah. I've heard that, um, what is, it? what is it? Non-steroidal anti-inflammatories. Yeah, can, like in, um, the, in the hinder... United States,
1: we call that Advil, but I'm sure ibuprofen in okay, Australia. Okay, yeah, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've heard that kind of stuff can hinder the recovery process from your training sessions uh, because it, I guess, severely reduces the inflammatory response, which we actually need like at the muscular level to, to recover properly. And grow and, and, and the rest.
1: Well, you know, and, and a lot of like uh, straight guys who got into bodybuilding said, Oh man, I'm going to build my body, get all this muscle and stuff. And women are just going to throw themselves at me.
3: <laughs> yep.
1: And then you're like, why are all these dudes paying attention to me?
3: I, th- I think when I was a lot younger, yeah, uh, I, d- I did get probably equal attention from males and females. hmm Definitely now, there's, it's probably a 90% swing towards uh, the the gay scene as mm-hmm. opposed to the heterosexual female scene.
2: Why do you think that is?
3: Um, I'm not sure, to be honest.
2: Not
3: well, did sure. you
1: ask me, like, why do you think I'm so beautiful and <laughs> irresistible? <laughs> Well, they,
2: I guess that with I, I, Instagram and things like that, they can see you more up close, right? Yeah. Or they have more abilities to contact with you. But before, they were probably just seeing you in public, right?
3: Well, yeah, I guess when I started, there was no social media, so it was it was just in person. Uh, but then in the early days of sort of MySpace and stuff like that, I was still young enough then, and um, yeah, there was much more attention from. Heterosexual females than there is now.
2: Maybe younger women are into younger muscle guys, but as you get a little older, they're not so interested, or?
1: Yeah. You know. It's probably good enough to do I with gotta it. I got to tell you, I've never. Women in me been like, you know, I dressed up in drag like you have, you know? Um,
3: <laughs> yep. You were in drag like a couple weeks ago. Uh, it was an old photo. It was an old photo you reposted. I used to be. Sponsored by Strong Liftwear clothing company and um the owner had a birthday pimps and hoes party. <laughs> so instead of going as a male pimp, I went as a yeah.
1: A lady of the night. Lay
3: girls. A lady of the night, yeah.
1: A lay girl. I'm yeah. Priscilla, <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <know. laughs> so, you know. I was I was actually uh,
3: uh-huh. I was actually really disappointed that I was um I wasn't prettier as a girl.
1: Listen, you, you come over to Chicago, we will we will dress you up. We will make you so pretty. <laughs>
3: you will be the
2: most beautiful woman on the planet.
1: Well, in the scene, <laughs> you know. But we got to come Fantastic. up with a good feminine name for you. Okay. What would What would be a good name? Like something a, that
2: speaks to his Australian heritage. Yeah. Like Courtney Act.
1: <laughs> well, Olivia Newton John is what most Americans have a frame of reference a oh. femininity. So okay. it has to be like a compound name, like yeah. something, something, okay. something. You know, like uh, Tiffany. I'll, leave, I'll leave that to you. <laughs> Olivia Newton Gong. <laughs> or you could make it like a um Olivia Neutron Bomb cuz you like annihilate the competition. Could work. You know. Well, think about it. Uh, listeners, weigh in. Uh what is Aaron Curtis's drag name supposed to be?
2: Aaron, I was looking at your diet. Yeah. And I saw one of the yep. things that you eat first thing in the day is kangaroo mints. Yep. What, it, what, what is that? What, what is that? And it's like, so yeah, I, I would imagine the kangaroo is just as good as any other source of protein, right?
3: Uh, well, you're obviously familiar with beef mince. Yes. Yep. So it's just minced kangaroo meat. And kangaroo is extremely lean. So especially when you're you're dieting down to lose body fat, uh, kangaroo is just a, a great option for you in regards to a protein source because it's it's very low fat. mm
1: yeah, you know, uh, I'm a big fan of Bison, uh, my bodybuilding yep. coach. He uh, recommended that. And I'm just making these like one, you know, in Spanish, we call it picadillo, mm-hmm. which is uh, you're just taking ground meat of some kind. You're cooking it in the skillet and you're adding herbs and spices. And I put like, yep. you know, diced uh, uh, squashes and
2: garbanzo beans yeah. and all sorts of stuff.
1: And and it just uh, go, it digests so well when you cook it that way. I imagine yeah, the kangaroo yeah. is going to be I, similar to that.
3: I make s- something similar with the kangaroo. It's like a it's like a kangaroo bolognese almost, where I put diced tomatoes, herbs, spices, and spinach um, through it and cook it in a big pot. And I cook that up and last me the whole week. Nice.
2: What about emu? Don't you guys have emu down there too?
3: We have emus, but we tend not to eat emus. Not as much as kangaroos, anyway. It's not okay. as popular. I'm okay. sure. I'm sure you can go get it at certain places, but it's not commonly sold at the uh, at the local stores. Mm.
1: Well, Aaron, I'm sure your meat is delicious.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's all right.
1: <laughs> but it, you no know, complaints. like uh, as I get older, like you know, and and I've gotten more into bodybuilding. I'm starting to get attention the other way around. Like I'm always trying to get attention from men. And it's weird yep. to get attention from women. And I'm just like, I don't know what you want from me, lady. And this one woman, <laughs> she was just like winking at me. And she's like, hi, you happen, you know, are you working out here and stuff? And I was just like, huh? What? <laughs> I'm like Gomer Pyle. But everyone
2: yeah. loves muscle, yep. you know? I, I do some catering, like these, these older women. They were all old lesbians. So they were all just like, you look great.
1: <laughs> I was just like, they're grabbing well, your arms and well and thank you, like you know? And I said, beauty is not consent. <laughs> <laughs> Ask for permission. But usually, like, when people want to, like, squeeze a muscle, usually they're, they're asking to squeeze your bicep, isn't it?
3: Generally, yes. And do you allow them to? Um, yeah, I tend to not have a problem with it.
1: You go, all right, fella. I mean, ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Restrain have yourself. A feel. Have a feel. One. And, you know, afterwards, what happens then?
3: Uh, this, this hasn't happened for a while, yeah. so it was more common if I was sort of out of a nightclub or something like that. Um, and generally not much else happens after that. It's kind of just, uh, they're, I don't know, they're probably drunk and see someone more muscular than the average person and just exclaim that I have muscles and just grab my arm and that's about it.
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, if you have a very visibly muscular body and you're going out to a nightclub, inevitably there's going to be some drunk asshole who's going to come up to you and be like, I can beat you up, you know, <laughs> and you're like, oh shit. I was like, I always tell people, this is all an illusion. I'm made out of glass. Please don't touch me. Please don't punch me. <laughs>
3: And, and they don't I buy never, I never got into any fights, so I was I was lucky in that regard. Well, it's because you're yeah, a lover or not sometimes a Sometimes
2: people, like, yeah. they're being playful and they're like, oh, you have these big packs, I want to, like, just punch you in the packs. And you're like, I have a rib cage and a heart behind these, you know? Yeah. It's like, <laughs> ouch. <laughs> the so,
3: the like, most annoying one was probably the, the drunk guys that sort of say hello to you, look you up and down, and then start to tell you about how they used to be as big as you when they used to train and and whatnot. And I remember one guy coming up to me and talking about bench press and asked me what I bench.
1: Yeah.
3: And um, I'll try and convert this to pounds, but I probably could bench probably 260 at the time for about six reps. And um, and he said, oh, okay. And I asked him, and not that I was interested in the conversation because – Drunk guys just talk rubbish usually, mm-hmm. um, but he told me that he could bench two twenty kilograms, which is like five hundred pounds. <laughs> and 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 this guy looked less muscular than I did. Mm. So in my head, I'm like, "You're talking, you're talking crap." Um, didn't call him out on it because I just nodded and said, "Yeah, okay." Anyway, for some reason, the next day I went home and I just I youtube this guy. And there's videos of him him on YouTube benching 500 pounds. I was like, holy shit, the guy was for real. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. That's wild,
2: 500 pounds,
3: that's a lot.
1: Well, that's the thing, you know, like, people don't grasp that powerlifting and bodybuilding are two different animals. And you know, like, uh, you talk about, uh, you know, progressive overload, Yep. which is like, you know, and then some people think this to be like, the stronger you are, the bigger you're gonna get, but that's not always the case.
3: Not always. No, no. Like you can, you can get very strong without making an effort to put on a lot of muscle.
1: And so, you know, like how, like, how do you explain that that concept to somebody who's not familiar? You said in social media before, it's like, it's about being stronger than you were last week or last month or, you know, being able to do more repetitions, for example, or more sets, not necessarily even increasing the weight.
3: Yeah, I mean, you don't have to increase the load. You could just do more reps, or you could just do more sets as you as you progress. Mm-hmm. But um, if that was the case, we'd all be doing a hundred reps of uh, hundred sets of a hundred reps of everything, and it would take forever. So, increasing the load is obviously an important aspect of overloading. Um, but in regards to powerlifting versus bodybuilding. I mean, powerlifting is about being as efficient as possible, moving a weight from point A to point B. So you want to make things as easy as possible for your body, and you want to be as, I guess, neuromuscularly efficient in that process, mm. whereas bodybuilding is almost the complete opposite. You want to be as almost inefficient as possible, moving a weight. Uh, you want to put as much stress on the muscle as possible during the movement, Um which means you'll end up using a lot lighter loads because you're focusing on you know, a full stretch through the muscle and a full contraction through the muscle as opposed to just blasting a weight from point A to point B as, as, as quickly as possible.
1: Well, and one thing I was thinking about is like if I'm pushing myself really hard when I'm doing you know, every exercise and I am making strength gains – they're, they're, they're relative, right? So next week I'm going to have to be also struggling in the same way. Whereas if you're sort of leaving a couple of repetitions in the tank, then as you grow in strength, you're not uh, taxing your nervous system or your body as much.
3: That's true. Yep. 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 You don't have to train to failure. Um, I I personally enjoy training to failure, Um, but there's no reason why you have to all
1: the time i mean for me i trained for the pump and then like i'm rushing to the the locker room area taking my shirt off and taking a picture as much like as quickly as i can before it deflates you know (laughs) and people are like you look so muscular you're so big and i was like yeah but you know try to catch me at like 8 a.m in the morning and i don't look that way but at you know uh, Fifteen minutes after my workout, I look fen- phenomenal, right? And and imagine that yeah. like people don't grasp that idea that it's it's a temporary state of being. For
3: sure, for
1: sure. Um, you know, um, in terms of like a lot of the training that you do, you know, you stay lean year round. I mean, I'm looking at your social media, and you look phenomenal uh, twelve months of the year.
3: Um, or not maybe always. you're just
1: showing us the photos we want to see, but you know. It's really a, a testament to your athletic ability that you stay in that way. How do a lot of people do accomplish that? Cause not everybody's doing drugs, you know?
3: So from, from the age of probably 14 mm-hmm. to 22, um, I definitely never focused on staying lean. It was just about sort of training harder and getting bigger and stronger. So all the years I was growing, the most muscle was spent in a calorie surplus. Um, it's only been the last 10, 15 years or so where I've actually spent periods of time uh, staying lean. So definitely the majority of my muscle was built when I was softer. Uh, it's just, yeah, the last the last period of time I've, I've actually made an effort to, to stay in good condition and, um, I, I love, I love routine and, um, I don't, I don't need to eat out every day. I don't even need to eat out once a week, you know? Um, so I love just having complete control of my own nutrition. Um, so I find it, I find it fairly easy to, to be compliant enough to, to stay in good shape year round.
1: Do do you uh, do all your meal preparation or is, does your wife help you with that?
3: No, that's all me. That's I me.
1: Mean. So she's like um, did, did, what does she think about your food?
3: Uh, probably a bit annoying. <laughs> there's always there's always pots everywhere, there's always things cooking and something left out because I'm gonna use it in six hours time anyway. So yeah, it's it's probably a bit of a nuisance, but it's I'm sure it's not the worst does, thing. Does in the she world. eat
2: what you eat or is that or is that no?
3: Um half of half of what I eat, yeah, yeah. Um she's been a lot more regimented the last few months which is great. Uh so she's focusing a bit more on her nutrition and fitness again as well. Uh we'd both we'd both probably been quite um laxed since having a kid. Um and I sort of flicked a switch maybe two and a half years ago and just said, "No, nah, that's it. I'm um, I want to be I want to be more like I used to be mm-hmm. in regards to my my routine and and where I focus." you know, the, the things I put focus on in my life. Um, so the last two and a half years have been heaps better for me. Um, and she's, she's focusing a bit more now. So
1: what's your, like, you know, cause a lot of people talk about on season and off season training. Yep. And for people who are not experienced that it, usually off season would be, you know, trying to grow in strength and size. And that means sort of yep. bulking. Yep, to some degree, but then on season doesn't necessarily mean cutting or reducing your calories, does it?
3: Well, when you say off season and on season, mm-hmm. to me that defines those periods as a period of calorie calorie surplus and a period of calorie restriction. So, on season for me is purely dieting for a competition. Um whereas off season, which is where I would spend the vast majority of my life, um is where I'm focusing on getting bigger and stronger and eating enough food so that I can actually put on some weight and, and grow muscle. Uh, so for me, the training doesn't really change between on and off season. If I'm trying to if I'm eating lots and trying to grow, well I'm training in a way to best grow muscle. If I'm going through a fat loss phase, I need to be training in a way that best maintains the muscle that I have, which generally is the way you built that muscle in the first place. So if you completely flip your training around and you built all your muscle doing 8 to 12 reps on all the basic heavy compound movements, and then when you decide to lose fat, you start doing all these rubbish exercises and machines and doing you know 15 to 20 reps and doing hours of cardio every day, well, that's a fantastic way to lose muscle. Which is exactly what you don't want to do when you're going through a cutting phase.
1: Um, According to the interview uh, that you did in Greatest Physiques, which describes you as one of the greatest physiques in bodybuilding at your time, um, which you know, I agree to some degree. You know, it's like you look great. You know, Um, you add deadlifts at the end of your back workout, which sounds exhausting.
3: I started doing deadlifts at the end of back day um, after I had some issues with disc in my back Mm -hmm. Um, and I found that doing deadlifts last, obviously, you're fatigued, you're weaker, I can't use as much weight Um, and that sort of allowed me to push as hard as I can on deadlifts uh, but without putting the, the stress on my back that I was when I was doing them first which I ended up getting injured more frequently when I, when I did deadlifts first. Mm -hmm. So when I moved them last, um, I still got to smash myself on beds, but my back seemed to um, stay a bit safer.
1: Um, One thing I love about your uh, social media profiles is you have all these uh, sort of poking fun at ridiculous signs of the gym. (laughs) Uh, Take your belongings home. Lockers are emptied every night. <laughs> and I wrote, can we take you home? And you said, yes. <laughs> did I? Do I reply? Yeah, you replied. I was like, oh, Aaron, you're so cute. <laughs> uh, here's some other ones. I want to hear your, uh, your weighing in on this. Uh, don't yeah, use sure. a gallon bottle of water, please. Be considerate of the other gym patrons.
3: <laughs> oh, so when science. you're feeling up, you when you're filling up your bottle at the tap and it takes half an hour type of thing. Well, I don't understand.
2: fitness doesn't want you to use a gallon. They they associate people who drink a gallon of water at the gym with people who, who take steroids. Oh, because you have to drink a lot of water Um, when you're on steroids. But
1: like a lot of young guys that I see, like, obviously their, their parents are like, you know, breathing down their necks and they're not on anything. And they're also carrying these giant jugs of water. And I'm just like, you know, you could just refill a 32 ounce container you know
3: mm-hmm. it's like one of the one of the taps at my gym is so slow as well like it would take just a a normal plastic bottle of water that you'd get from the fridge um, it it takes like a minute to fill up so when someone's got one of these big jugs you literally have to stand there for a few minutes and wait for them to fill their jug of water up It's, it's very annoying mm.
1: uh, I like this one uh, be stronger than your excuses. that's so vicious.
3: I like that one. I like that one. But you know, I mean, you know,
1: would you, would you, how would you have felt if someone said that to you when you tore your ligament in the hospital, you know, you'd be like, fuck Um, you.
3: (laughs) No, I would have, I would have, that would have resonated with me because I mean, after I found out the, I guess the severity of the injury. Yeah. um, I mean, the injury has been done. Like there's no changing that. So, what do I have to do now to get back to full health um, and to be as 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 good as I can be? So, so yeah, like you, you could sit around and sulk, or you could say, "Well, what's done is done, and now I'm going to do everything I can do to get better." There is a sign which is that- the the way I always thought about things. There was
2: a sign at one of the suburban uh, gyms here in Chicago that had a, a plan for it, should there be an active shooter coming into the gym. Oh my god! And it's the only establishment I have oh, wow. ever been into that had a sign yep. like that. And I was just like, and, "These people and are what planning." What tell something. everyone to do? Uh, basically, like where the exits are and where to go, how to get out of the building. Okay. Well,
3: then you the know. shooter knows what to do as well, so that doesn't really help anyone.
2: Well, they'd have to make it to the locker room in order to read the sign. Oh, fair enough.
1: Well, that's maybe related to this other sign, sweat the crazy out. I'm Mm. like, uh, hello, uh, this is impossible for me. (laughs) (laughs) I could sweat and sweat and sweat. The crazy staying.
3: Fair enough.
1: Uh, This is an interesting, uh, you know, piece of history. Uh, Lance Armstrong, who uh, I believe he was. Yep. Rem- took his, he he was a Tour de France winner, winner
2: several times right and yep. went
1: on Oprah Winfrey's talk show and said he's not you know I'm on ho- what am I taking I'm taking hard work and determination and there was like inspirational photos in there and then it turns out he was you know enhancing because he didn't have he had one testicle yep. so, you know yep. and he probably said well a little goes a l- you know a little's good a, l- a lot is better. Um, So there's a sign that said on on 24-Hour Fitness, Lance Armstrong, a Lance Armstrong business gym, warning, the use of steroids to increase strength or growth can cause serious health problems. Steroids can keep teenagers from growing to their full height. They can also cause heart disease, stroke, and damaged liver function. Men and women using steroids may develop fertility problems, personality changes, and acne. Men can also experience premature balding and development of breast tissue. These health hazards are in addition to the civil and criminal penalties for unauthorized sale, use, or exchange of anabolic steroids. And whenever I see that sign, I was just like, where can I get some?
3: <laughs> it like put the idea in your head, you know? Yeah. yep. Yeah. Um, everything that they stated was legitimate. So, I mean, I've got nothing against
1: yeah what
3: what that says. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a personal choice for everyone. Uh, weigh up the risks versus the rewards, and and make the decision for yourself.
1: Well, and part of it is, you know, I I think that we have sort of a reefer madness attitude to you know dr- recreational drugs or performance enhancing yep. drugs, and you know, legalization I- of those drugs is certainly like something I'd like to see happen within my lifetime just because I see so much damage done because it's driven underground. You know, people can yep. you know and doctors just say if you're if you're over the age of 40 and you're, you know, wanting to build muscle and you you can go to your doctor a testosterone replacement clinic and be like, "Hey doctor, I'm depressed. I'm you know, and they'll just be like, "Here, take some steroids." you know yep, they're, yep. they're like they're more than happy to prescribe testosterone replacement therapy so I feel like it's a, a bit of a double standard that's happening there and it's you know unfortunate because all this stuff is driven underground it causes more problems than it solves
3: quite possibly with um, mm-hmm. I guess when people don't know exactly what they're buying and- with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere
0: That's chumbacasino.com.
3: No purchase necessary. VDW avoid. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Certain things are contaminated and we have got bacteria in them and things like that. So I can see positives when things are legalized. Uh, but then obviously, I mean, when you look at the issues that tobacco and alcohol cause, um, you know, if we legalize a lot of other drugs and, and give everyone legal access to these drugs, you know, how much of a problem is that going to be going forward? It's, I guess well, the it's country of
1: Portugal did it, and okay. they saw a, a dramatic drop. In HIV infections.
3: Yeah.
2: And incarceration. They, and incarceration. All of them. Everything. They, they decriminalized everything. They
3: decriminalized it. Yeah. Yeah. When you say everything, like. Heroin. What heroin, are you about? meth. Oh, like wow. you
2: can't have like a yeah. pound of heroin, but if you get caught with heroin or using it or yeah. anything like that, or cocaine, they're just like.
1: Jacked. You can you take know. jacked now. <laughs> Fantastic. So is all you got to do is just change the jurisdiction of your bodybuilding contest.
3: Yeah. Unfortunately, WADA will still ban me. So, yeah.
2: what does WADA stand for?
3: The World Anti-Doping Agency. Right? Oh, okay. So they're the they're the guys that police the Olympics and just all the major, I guess, not all the major sporting associations, but a lot of the major sporting federations and associations.
1: Yeah, I've heard that uh, f- cisgendered female athletes who naturally have too high of a testosterone level in their bodies are being banned from competing in the Olympics.
3: Yeah, there was um, I think her name was Casta Semenya's is the first sort of athlete I remember being mentioned. And um, she looked quite masculine. So just judging a book by its cover, you kind of thought, what's going on here? Um, She was extremely dominant, I think, in the was the 800 meters or the 1500 meters mm-hmm. um, and um she ended up having some tests run because I think people kept asking questions and I think she was I think she was an hermaphrodite so she had she had uh both both male and female um sex sex organs she was intersex but like she had
1: yeah but what I'm talking about here is, 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 is a woman who has, you know, a typical chromosome. She just has a naturally yeah. higher She's levels of testosterone. Tests. That's it. Yeah. And they're just like limiting sh- that for women. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I was like, you know, yeah, I guess, that, you know, to me, it's like, it, it seems kind of a non-issue because uh, conservatives and fascists use this as a, as a rallying cry for like punishing LGBT children. Uh, from participating in their high school sports, which is really unfortunate and heartbreaking. And, and, you know, and part of it is like for the vast majority of the Olympics, it's not an issue. It's not a a problem. But, Um, you know, here you are like, you know, I mean, if you, if you follow any bodybuilding blogs or, or YouTube channels, it's like, once every other week, it's like they're like, "This is so unfair," and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, "Chill down," you know. Smoke a joint.
3: I, I, <laughs> I definitely yeah, feel like uh-huh. though, if uh, like if I was just ch- to transition to female now, yeah, and to compete in bodybuilding or or powerlifting, like surely the last 38 years of life as a testosterone-filled male. He's going to give me a lifelong benefit against someone that's been uh, I guess had a lifelong female hormone profile
1: well, you know, um, and if we want to invite everybody to sort of participate in these sports, we have to sort of like come up with a solution that seems like it addresses you know it, it evens the playing field right. right It's not
2: and if you if you know and also too, it's like what what is the What's a woman look like who has been training in bodybuilding for 24 years? I mean, those women have oh, incredible looks, physiques. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So
1: uh, we have some uh, questions from our listeners. Uh, Christopher wants to know Is there any difference between the type of protein that I take, whey versus kangaroo, <laughs> chicken breast? Yeah. Is there any kind of plant based protein that you would recommend?
3: I'm not vegan. So I'm not overly educated on, on what's best in regards to plant-based stuff. Um, I do have a, a vegan tub of protein somewhere, but, um, I think it's got a, a wide range of, of plant proteins. So it, it's not coming from like just soy. I don't think it even has soy in it anymore. A lot of people are scared of soy, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's I know usually it's has like got like, pea, and,
1: pea and brown rice pea protein. Yeah. It's got
3: rice protein. Yeah. It's got I'm not sure what else protein, but it's got a wide variety of plant proteins. Uh-huh. Um, so I assume that sort of aids the amino acid profile because, as far as I'm aware, there's like there's no plant sources that have the entire range of amino acids that we need. So you kind of have to get a few different aminos from mm. the different plant proteins to get your um you complete protein there.
1: Um, in, in terms of like sources of protein, like you know. And one thing I I tell people is like, and I want I want you to see if if this is the right kind of thinking is like, you know, all those protein supplements, they're supplements. If, yes. They're for you there to be there if you can't get the adequate amount of protein that you need a day as a natural or enhanced athlete. If you're natural, True. usually the yep. rule of thumb is a gram of protein per body weight, and if you're enhanced, yep. it's usually double that or triple that. Yep. Now, now is there, you know, but some people are just like, they're just scooping the way I had actually a a, a teacher in college. She would take a spoon, open up the protein jug and just eat it dry. The way kids do (laughs) (laughs) pre-workout. As a joke? No, she was, she liked how it tastes.
3: I, um, I tend to have quite a big appetite. So I try and get all my protein from food sources. Mm -hmm. Um, but to be honest, when I was looking my best, I was having, whey and so fast carbs, fast protein straight after training. Um, so when my calories get high enough again, um, I think I'll definitely implement that post-training shake back into my back into my diet. Um, but if you're getting enough protein from eating chicken and fish and whatever else you're eating, then A protein kangaroo. supplement is not a kangaroo a protein supplement doesn't have to be necessary it's just uh, another option
1: um what's in your uh post-workout drink protein <clears throat> drink
3: <laughs> uh i don't i don't have a post-workout drink at the moment or, so everything's yeah. just coming from food
1: no but um, you're saying when you my, go back my, to it what what do you usually put it in
3: oh uh, if if i had to create a post-workout shake it would just be whey protein and like glucose powder dextrose Mm-hmm
1: yeah, I'm a, that was a big game changer for me. I had this like, you know, beautiful muscular guy at the gym one time. He's like, dude, you got to put some like some carbs in your post workout protein shake, man. You know, and he yep. uh, recommended Carbolin with a K, yep. but uh, even dextro, you know, cyclic uh, dextrose powder. Uh, it's pretty yep. good. And all, it almost tastes like the same thing.
2: And what does that do? It just helps get like sugar into your muscles, energy into your Correct. muscles. Yeah. Yeah
1: well cuz I, I think the uh, most mm-hmm.
3: simple form of carbohydrate mm.
1: well cuz you know lifting weights is stressful and that stress hormone is it, you know stops the muscle from growing it's catabolic
2: oh right? it's, so it also helps
3: control its cortisol
1: levels it, it stops cortisol mm-hmm. yeah so at the end of your workout well, yeah, it's gonna, like the the stop switch
3: you're definitely going to spike your insulin when you have a big serving of glucose straight after training so yeah it'll just help initiate the um the anabolic processes post training
1: uh, David uh, wants to know, you know, you have wonderful lats. Um, what is What am I doing wrong? What are most people doing wrong in growing the width of their lats, the, the, the muscle that goes from the shoulder to the waist?
3: Yeah. So the thing I see most commonly done wrong in the mm-hmm. gym in regards to just back training in general is posture. So mm. a lot of people on the lat pull down and like on the seated row, you see it all the time when they pull the bar down or when they pull the bar into their stomach on the row, they they let their shoulders roll forward and they let their scapula kind of protract, whereas you should be retracting your scapula and and depressing your scapula depending on where you're pulling from. If you're pulling from overhead like a chin-up or a pull-down, then your scapula should be moving down. When you're pulling into your stomach like a row, then your scapula should be retracting back, um, whereas I see a lot of people let their shoulders sort of roll and pop forward when they're doing their pulling movements, mm. which um, you're obviously not getting a, a complete contraction of the, uh, of the back muscles when you do that, which is possibly a reason why you'd be getting you know uh, worse results with your back training.
1: Everybody who's listening to this right now is like <laughs> pretending. <Practicing>.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> if I was doing it. Foster was doing it. You know, and, and, and okay, you know, so, uh-huh.
3: yeah. Sorry. Um, so, if I was using uh, anatomical terms there, so if you're letting your shoulder blades wing out when you're rowing in, or when you're pulling down then that's not a good thing. Mm. You should be trying to squeeze your shoulder blades back together. So I think I, mean, I I'm Typically words, for a lot of those exercises,
2: you, you kind of want that kind of same, same with a bench press really, don't you? Like when
3: you, well, yeah, yeah, when you set up on a bench, you want your shoulder blades as, as pinched down mm. and back as you can. So you want to keep that whole shoulder structure as, as stable as possible and your shoulders should be, yeah, retracted mm. and depressed and, I and keeping your back as tight as possible. When
2: I was a little heavier, uh, that was hard to do for a bench press because there was some fat back there, you know. And now that I've yep. leaned out, it's
3: become easier to do. Yep, you'll be able to feel what's happening back there probably more so because mm-hmm. you actually feel your, your shoulder blades pushing into the bench more so mm. when you're laying
1: um, Tim and, uh, Adam and other people that I know, um, are, are bodybuilders, but also love marathon running. And what? one, one yep. famous bodybuilder who went from, uh, running as a sport, uh, Adam Charlton, uh, yep. he very transitioned very well into bodybuilding. But I, I noticed that like people who do marathons typically don't have a very muscular build. Um, and yep. he wants to know, like, is my regular? I do about two marathons a year. Is it getting in the way of doing muscle? Your thoughts?
3: Of course, like you, you can't train to be an, I guess, an endurance athlete mm-hmm. doing predominantly aerobic activity, um, and expect that not to have a negative influence on your strength and weight training and anaerobic activity. So the body adapts to the stimulus that you that you expose it to. So, when you're exposing your body to anaerobic activity in the gym, you know, lifting heavy weight for sets of six, for example, um, or you're exposing it to, you know, continuous aerobic activity where you're going for a 90-minute run, you know, five times a week, your body is going to adapt very differently to those stimuli. So, when when your body's committing a lot of time and effort to becoming a better aerobic athlete, well, then it's going to take away from your adaptations uh, to your weight training and building muscle and stuff like that. So it doesn't mean you can't do both. It just means you won't be as good at either of those things when you're trying to get better at them at the same time. Mm.
1: But, you know, aerobic activity has its place in building muscle.
3: Oh, yeah. There's there's no reason yeah. why you can't do some cardio yeah. um, as a bodybuilder. That uh, if If you've got a decent level of, aerobic fitness, you're going to be able to train harder and for longer in the gym. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just, you know, there's, there's obviously doing a little bit is fine. Doing a hell of a lot is going to take away from your weight training.
1: Well, Aaron, I absolutely adore you. And I I think you're just a wonderful person. I I get a lot of pleasure um, just from your sense of humor on social media. Uh, Your snarkiness, (laughs) your sassiness is really a, a refreshing change a pace for you. The typical bodybuilders who are like, never give up, never surrender.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. I don't bother to post that stuff. So,
1: But, you know, part of it is like, they're almost kind of like having those endorphins of working out, you know, and some of them are enhanced and they're sort of like, uh, they're riding high on their testosterone. They like those drain.
2: aphorisms. Of, yeah. You know, believing you can do anything.
1: They sound like deserve. share. And, you know, Cher used to do a lot of those ads in the 1980s and 90s. She was a, a gym fitness spokesperson. And she's like. Really?
3: Cher, Cher, Cher was a spokesperson for the fitness industry? Yes. You can go on, oh, YouTube, wow. I watch that. on YouTube.
2: You can see her yeah. walking in high heels on a treadmill.
3: <laughs> what okay. did she
2: say about sweat? I don't know. Is there something about
1: oh, sweat? Oh, wait. Let me dig that up. It's, oh, it's, it's, it's it's pretty funny stuff. But it's it's like, I kind of wrote down like all the Cher catchphrases that she said. Um, so we yep. play this game. Uh, did Cher say this? Did a bodybuilder <laughs> say this? A drag queen or a Nazi? <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so this is your uh so uh Nazi, drag queen, share, or bodybuilder? Okay. Okay. Um fitness if I'm oh, sorry, I'm giving it away. <laughs> if it came in a bottle, everybody'd have a good body.
3: Who said that? Um I'll say share.
1: That's correct.
3: <laughs> oh, yes. Ding.
1: Man cannot remake himself without suffering, for he is both the marvel and the sculptor.
3: That would have to be a bodybuilder. That
1: was uh, a fascist. <laughs> ah. uh, and, uh, well, this is a very famous what doesn't kill you makes you stronger.
3: Um, sounds a bit like Charles Darwin, but um, probably a bodybuilder.
1: No, it's uh, Nietzsche, a fascist. Uh, oh my God! Nothing lifts me. <laughs> nothing lifts me out of a bad mood better than a hard workout on my treadmill. It never fails. Exercise is nothing but short of a miracle. I answer only to two people: myself and God.
3: Uh, <laughs> this is such a fun game oh, to play. Oh. I'll go back to share.
1: It is (laughs) share. There is no such thing as God. All religions are fantasy fiction. The only religion I worship is muscle.
3: (laughs) Okay. I was about to say fascist, but the last line moved me back towards bodybuilder.
1: Yes. John Ader said that on social media. (laughs) Congratulations. You You know, what does Australians know share super well?
3: Is
2: that true?
1: Yeah. And oh, she's,
3: she's fairly well known, I think. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't like, you know, that's the thing I love about talking to and uh, to Australians. You guys just have a really sweet disposition. You guys like embrace LGBTQ people as part of your communities. And you just have a really like chill attitude about the world. You've never
2: you know? drinking with Australians though. Have no, you, I now, have so. not. <laughs> Australians are the rowdiest people in the world sometimes when especially because I I backpacked through Europe with a bunch of Australians and it was like those people drank beer. Like there was no tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. We have a
3: very strong, a very strong binge drinking culture in Australia, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So like, do they look at you like some kind of alien or something? (laughs) It's like,
3: yeah, I, I never, I never drank regularly for the vast majority of my life. So, um, I've always been slightly odd in, in that sense. Um, but then I've always had people around me that were very similar. So I never felt, I never felt pressured. Mm.
1: Well, Aaron, uh, give your uh, wife and kids, uh, lots of hugs and kisses from us. Uh, and, th- and thank you. Tell them, thank you so much for lending you to us uh, and hanging out with us on let's grow big together.
3: <laughs> You're more than welcome.
1: And, uh, you know, you are available as a bodybuilding coach and a personal trainer in Melbourne, Australia, but you also do it digitally online as well, right?
3: That is correct, yes.
1: And so people who want to reach out to you, they can just go, uh, what's the best way to get a hold of you?
3: Just hit me up on my socials, so either Instagram or Facebook. Uh, Just send me a message and tell me what you'd uh, like to know, and we can have a chat and see if I can help.
1: Well, all right. But keep it PG, guys. He doesn't want to dick pics. He's a piss. married <laughs> man. He's a married man. Well, maybe he wants to see him.
3: <laughs> nah, and and uh, I've seen enough dick pics, so that's, that's fine.
1: <laughs> uh, or he'll send you your, there's uh, Iron Curtis, Iron underscore Curtis. Correct, yes. yes. That's a good name. I like it. Yeah. It's hard, but tender. Well, it's like Iron Curtain, but <laughs> yeah.
2: Curtis,
3: you know. Yeah.
1: Aaron, thank you so much for talking to us. It was a pleasure getting to know you better.
3: No problem. It's nice talking to you too. All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Aaron Curtis lives in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne. 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 <laughs> Melbourne, Australia. You can follow him on social media, iron underscore Curtis. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have some great photos of him. What a what a physique. What a what a sweet gentleman. A natty, huh? Natty. You know, people are, people are listening. They're like liar lies. And it's like, it's you know, down
2: especially when you do it for decades, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, famous natty bodybuilders as Scott Herman, Thomas Terry, James arn <laughs> He clearly doesn't, you know, he's sort of tongue in cheek about that. And certainly uh, Ronnie Coleman, he's like, oh, I, I don't take any steroids. I just do a lot of uh, creatine. Ah. Uh. But, uh, you know, yeah, some people do have an extraordinary ability to build muscle and, and they stay natural and not everybody does steroids. And we support you either way here at Feast of Fun. Mm-hmm. We want you to pursue your best body by any means necessary. And that's uh, that is uh, something that we encourage and inspire you and hope that let's grow yeah. big together. Does that for yeah,
2: you. Do what's right for you. Yeah. You know, you have to find that out and you make your own personal choices.
1: If you want to, um, I do bodybuilding consultation. So for an hour, we talk on the phone and I give you the nitty gritty, the 411, A to Z, uh, everything that we can't talk about on the podcast uh, about, you know, finding a good bodybuilding coach that works best for you, uh, getting ready for that. And we take a look, I take a look at your your schedule, your, your, your going to the gym, what you're doing at the gym, what your diet, what your meal plan is, and, you know, send you in the right direction. Um, certainly like uh, I've worked with quite a few other people. And if you want to do so, you can follow me on Instagram at Fausto Fernos. And it's, uh, for the listeners of the podcast, it's just 99 bucks for the hour.
2: And you can reach out to me at, uh, on Instagram, too. It's Mark Fillion, M-A-R-C-F-E-L-I-O-N, or write to us at mail at feastoffun.com. We're always looking for guests for uh, Let's Grow Big Together or for Feast of Fun.
1: Yeah, Let's Grow Big Together is a production of Feast of Fun. Epic epic podcast, access thousands of legendary out. shows uh, without commercial interruption. Uh, go to feastoffun.com slash plus. Because you know ads are annoying, folks, but they do help to pay the light bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if can't you don't do the podcast without it, we can't do that podcast. So if you want to uh, support this podcast and help us put out more shows, uh, you can do so by going to feastofun slash plus or follow us on Patreon patreon.com dot slash fun. and of course write a review. Let us know how we're doing on Apple Podcasts. Uh, do you agree with us? Do you disagree? <laughs> do you think we're reckless madmen set out to Ruin the world, or to save it from itself? Are we the <laughs> hero? Not everyone needs, but everyone deserves. Or the other way around. One
2: of the two. One you decide. Two. It's you actually, decide. What's What do you feel in your heart?
1: Let us know. We want your feedback. We love hearing from you. Uh, you can do a review anonymously on Apple Podcasts, or you can uh, write to us on social media, or just comment on our stuff. We read. Ev- we try to read everything as, as much as we can. Mm-hmm. And of course, we're on Twitter and and facebook land and instagram land, grinder snapchat bgc scruff you name it all the lands all the lands across the lands we're on there we want to thank you so much for listening to let's grow big together it's you know spells out lgbt mm-hmm. but you know you don't have to be lgbt to be on let's no. grow big together you just gotta love muscle and and pursue it with thunge, with what is it <laughs> With a, What's the word? Abandon. Um, with a reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. May your lips be fantastic. May your your swolness be plentiful and your harvest of muscle be more than your dreams ever could conceive. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.